It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing, amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. Last week, I encountered some resistance over doing something that needed to be done, but I just didn't want to do. I'm sure this is something we can all relate to on some level. It related to making a request to someone that I've been doing business with for a while. The more I thought about it, the more fearful I became and the more I was putting it off. I finally decided that the request had to be made and surprise, surprise, he agreed to it immediately. Why had I been putting this off? I'd been imagining the worst case scenario, which thankfully didn't happen. I was making a much, much bigger deal out of the situation than it actually was. So what can we take from this? Ask yourself, will doing the thing you're afraid of doing make your life better? If it will, then what's the possible worst possible thing that could happen? Is it fatal? If it's not, then just take a deep breath and go for it. You will be so very glad you did. With this in mind, I want to introduce my very, very special guest this week. And before I forget, let me give you the call-in number. And in case you'd like to call in and participate in today's discussion, that number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. I am so over-the-top excited to have, as my special guest this week, Tom Ziegler. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Tom is currently the president of the Zig Ziglar Training Systems, and he was named to this position in 1996 when the company was created as the operations segment of the Zig Ziglar Corporation. Within the first six months after he began directing Ziglar Training Systems, production increased 40% with 30% fewer people. Prior to being named president, he initially began his career in retail and direct sales. He joined the Zig Ziglar Corporation in 1987, learning every aspect of the company, and he climbed from working in the warehouse to sales, to seminar promotion, to sales management. And he shared the belief of his late father, Zig Ziglar, that you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. He also embraces the following philosophies, which are really, really outstanding. Number one, to be successful in business, it takes honesty, integrity, hard work, and wise counsel. Number two, you can't make a good business deal with a bad person. And number three, when negotiating, no secrets, no surprises. He graduated from Austin College in Sherman, Texas, and he has a bachelor's degree in political science. We will discuss all of this and so much more on today's show. So help me introduce my guest, Tom Ziegler. Tom, are you there? How are you? I'm here, Brian. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, you're very welcome. It's an honor and privilege to have you on the show. And I know that uh, we'll be talking about your book, Born to Win, which you and your dad co-authored together. And it's amazing. I have several of your dad's books, and this ranks right up there with all of them. So anyone out there listening, the book is called Born to Win. 
by Zig Ziglar and Tom Ziglar. Get it. Get it. Get it. So, Tom, the first thing I ask everyone who's on my show is simply, let's start with your background. Where did you come from? How how did you get to where you are? What did you overcome? I mean, I'm sure it was very interesting growing up as a Ziggler. No, I mean, very few other people have had that opportunity. <laughs> so about that. Oh, I tell you what, Brian, I'm extremely blessed. Uh, of course, Dad uh, is an amazing speaker and author and, and leader. He was even a better father. So I grew up uh, really learning from the best. And as good as he was on stage, he was even better off stage. When I was in college, at Austin College, my goal, my desire was to be a professional golfer. And uh, that, didn't, that didn't work out kind of like what I thought. And I came into the company while I was playing golf, and I got hooked into sales here. Mm-hmm. And I, I discovered that I really had a love for selling. I still love to sell. It's in my genes, I guess, because it was in Dad's genes. And, you know, once I made that decision that I was going to focus full-time on what we do, I can honestly say I've never looked back. I've never regretted it. I'm glad I gave everything I had to golf, but uh, I can't imagine anything better than what I'm doing right now. Wow. That's really fantastic. So you wanted to be a golfer, and so your life took a detour. So let me ask you this. I mean, in, in your bio, you worked your way through the company. It's not one of those deals where your dad said, I'm just going to put you right here, and you're going to learn it as, uh, you know, like in a really high position start. You had to earn your way from the bottom like everyone else in the company, right? <laughs> yeah, when when I when I started here, I guess wow, like 28 years ago now, uh, we had our own warehouse, our own shipping, our own production facility. So I was in the back packing boxes and moving inventory, and you know doing the the things that kind of make a business run at the foundational level. And then I moved into production. That was video, uh, VHS cassette duplication, cassette tape duplication packing our programs and, and doing that. So kind of got my hands uh, dirty, so to speak, in the sense that I was moving dusty boxes all day long, but learned the business from that perspective. And then when I moved into sales and had the chance to to work with our customers and go out to programs and, and big live events, I uh, just really fell in love with the business because I could see how everybody in the business had a hand in, in delivering a life-changing product. And there's there's nothing more satisfying than knowing that a message that, that you help deliver, whether you're in shipping or in sales or in production, doesn't matter. If you helped get it to the person whose life was changed, then you play a role in that. And so for that reason, I've just loved working here ever since. Yeah. So as you were moving up in the company and doing sales, was it selling of seminars and books and product, or was it going out to offices and selling tickets to your dad's events? What was it exactly that you were doing? Yeah, it was a little bit of everything. Uh, when I first started, I was in phone sales. So uh, back then, you could actually call people, and they would answer the phone. It was it was pretty cool. And uh, you got to say, hey, I'm with, I'm with the Zig Ziglar Corporation. And, uh, you know, we had great customers, great list. Dad's name was well-known. Uh, so people were always excited to get a motivational call from a sales guy. Uh, at least that's the way I felt about it. That's why I enjoyed it is, is I got to share what we did. And, and of course, even then and today more than ever, people need hope and encouragement. So when you're selling hope and encouragement, there's usually a receptive audience on the other end because everybody needs a little bit of hope and encouragement. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. After 9-11, when everything went south all over the place, 
how did that affect uh, your sales, your message? Did you stay busy? Was it hard? What What did you have to do to adjust to a bad economy? We're coming out of a bad economy now, but boy, that hit fast. Yep, 9-11 was a very interesting time because, uh, just for example, we had a client, uh, a large, probably Fortune 100 client, and we were scheduled to do a series of corporate trainings with them, and they called and canceled. And instead of having the corporate training, what they had was worst-case scenario training. They had a bunch of uh, oil refineries and things like that that they had to go and secure and protect because if you remember back then, everybody was worried, you know, where's the next attack going to come? Right. And this co- this company had so much infrastructure. Uh, you know, we were spending... Gosh, our team would go out to Las Vegas probably 10 or 12 times a year, not for events that we were hosting, but just to be a part of other people's events because that was a big, uh, you know, convention area. And if you remember Vegas, their business got cut by like 50 percent just because because everybody's travel budgets got cut and everything else. So it was interesting because people needed the training, the hope, the encouragement, the motivation, the things that we do more than ever. And at the same time, they were pulling back on it because of the economy taking a a nosedive and people's uh, postures really becoming defensive rather than growth-oriented. Yeah. So basically it involved repositioning what you were doing somehow then, right? Right. And and this is what we learned, and this is true of any, uh, any economy that we've ever been in, and that is there are some companies and individuals who really suffer, and then there are others who do really, really well. And so what's the difference between the two? And Dad used to say this. He said, the, the economy is not really good or bad out there. It's good or bad in between our two ears. Mm. And so that is, that is so true. So what would happen is there were companies who saw this as an opportunity. They thought, yeah, it's tough out there, but it's even tougher for our competition. Now we can gain market share. Yeah. Or it's tough out there, but you know what? We can spend a little bit more time developing and training our people and going back to the basics. And so in in every tough economy, in every recession, there are businesses that do better than everybody else. And the difference between those who do well and those who don't is really a mindset or an attitude. And that's the strength of our business. That's what we teach more than anything else. So, yeah, we, we had to retrench for a few months. But after that, the companies who were going and growing and seeing this as an opportunity, they were calling us. So we it wasn't fun, but we did okay during that time. That's wonderful. We've got less than two minutes to our first break, so let's just lay a very brief found, foundation for what this book is about. You split this book, Born to Win, into three separate parts, and those three parts are plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. How is it that you decided about you know decided that as your overall uh, foundational structure for the book? Yeah, well, I tell you, uh, Dad's original quote that he's famous for is this, you are born to win, but in order to be the winner you were born to be, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and then and only then can you expect to win. So we took the book into three parts, probably because he'd said that quote, you know, thousands of times from stage. And it's because it's true. you got to plan, prepare, and expect before you actually can win. Yeah. 
That's absolutely true. Well, we've got less than a minute to our first break. My very special guest this week is Tom Ziegler, son of the late Zig Ziegler, who always has been one of my very favorite speakers and authors. I have several of his books. I have The Secrets of Closing the Sale. I have Over the Top, See You at the Top. I could just go on and on. And I know several of my friends were very, very excited to hear this particular show. So, Tom, I'm glad you're here. We will dive into the book Born to Win. It is Zig's last book. Tom helped him with it, and we will dive into this in earnest after the break. We will be coming back very, very shortly. And once again, if you do want to call in, it's 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. And we will come back right after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Be right back. mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. At Solovey, we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solovey with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. We started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile service. And simply making the switch to Solovey is the first step to spending less. $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But it gets even better. You can earn money just for sharing Solovey with others. As your network of connections grows, both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you, you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month. Visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com to learn more and join the Solovey revolution. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. My very special guest this week is Tom Ziegler, who co-authored a book with his dad called Born to Win. And the first part of that book is talking about how you have to plan to win. So let's spend this segment talking about some of the elements that go into 
planning to win. And one of my favorite quotes from your dad, uh, Tom, is what I alluded to before. You can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. I see it quoted and hear it quoted all over the place. That's probably the quote that he is most known for. How has that impacted your life and the way that you run your business? I tell you what, it's the it's the motive that governs everything. And, and I know that for a fact that today with social media and, you know, text messaging and kind of the instantaneous communication world that we live in, people can detect somebody who is not transparent right away. You know, we just we have a radar out there for people who are putting on a mask. And so if you go out into the world saying, I'm going to help you get what you want, my motive is to serve you, then everything in life that is worth having comes so much easier. So yeah. that whole that whole quote of you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want is more true than it's ever been. Because people yeah. now, they can tell when somebody's not being forthright and honest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think... I think every successful company should have that as one of their major, major core values. I think things would be so much better if everyone thought that way. I love that. So let me ask you a question. You do address this in your book, but it's a question I'm sure you get an awful lot. How do you achieve consistent and lasting success? Sometimes you see it, uh, you know, it happens for a while and then bad things happen and, and people feel like they're on a roller coaster and it's actually very common. Things go well for a while and then they don't and then they do and then they don't. So how can you establish some consistency? Yeah, well, there's two things and, and uh, right in the book uh, with Dad and asking him questions about it as we went through it uh, really clarified some things. But the number one, I, you know, Dad said this for years, the number one reason for his success that he would tell people was his character and his integrity, character and integrity. So the key to long-term lasting success is you build a platform on character and integrity, everything you do. Uh, We say that trust is a byproduct of integrity. And so if you want to be successful, you've got to build trust. Uh, Seth Godin is one of our good friends, and Seth says that if you want to go out and be successful, Uh, His number one focus, the thing that he focuses on more than anything else, is the scalability of trust. In other words, so many people, they focus on revenue or profits or goals. And those are things that companies have to focus on. But for Seth, he focuses on the scalability of trust. Why is that? Well, in any relationship, if trust is growing, if I constantly over time feel like I can trust you more and more, when I have something of value to offer you and you trust me, I've already, I've already done the hard part. The rest of it's easy. If you need it, you're going to buy it, right? And so the, right, so the key to long-term sustainable success is building everything on that platform of character and integrity. And then I asked Dad in the book, uh, I said, Dad, next to character and integrity, that's number one. What's number two? And he said the words persistent consistency. And I I said, what do you mean by that? And just just to kind of give the short version, that's the Ziegler definition of work ethic. Okay, so what he really said was hard work is the key to success. You build on a character foundation and you work hard, but here's his uniqueness, the, the way he put it together. He said persistent consistency. Consistency means you do what you need to do every day or as often as you need to do it. 
And so if you're in sales and you've got to make 30 calls in order to hit your quota, you make 30 calls every day. That's consistency. If you're trying to lose weight, what you do is you work out every day. That is consistency. Persistency, then, is when you go a little extra. Persistency means that if you're in sales, maybe the first day you make 30 calls, and then the second day you make 30 calls, but you add in a new question. The third day you make 30 calls, but you put in a new statement or a new feature or a new benefit. And you keep testing to see which one gets you a better result. So when you add that persistent consistency to character and integrity, then you've got a formula that works over and over again. Because like we learned in the economy and like we learned throughout time is what works today doesn't necessarily guarantee it's going to work tomorrow. Business is ever-changing. So if we build our relationships based on character and integrity and we're constantly honing our skills, we're constantly learning new things, we're we're testing new ways of doing it, and we're working hard on it every single day. That gives us the best chance for long-term stable success. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, let me ask you this. You, you, you talk about a three-word mantra in, in this part of the book, will, skill, and refill. What, but talk about what that, what that means in terms of, of planning to win. <laughs> well, every time Dad would speak, uh, you know, he would... He would. He had this formula. A formula he didn't even realize that that he was that he had created. And and uh, the last three parts of that formula were will, skill, and refill. And so what he would say is is that every single day we need to work on our will and our skill, and then we need to refill it. So will is simply the attitude, the heart, the desire, the want to. So what he's really saying is that every single day we need to listen to a, a recording or a radio show or a podcast just like the one we're on right now. Something that lifts us up, motivates us, encourages us, gives us that, that power, that information to have the right attitude, you know, that desire to go out and be, do, and have more. So every single day we need to work on our will. But just because we have the right attitude doesn't mean that we have enough. We also have to have the right skill. So whatever profession it is, whatever we want to do, whatever business we have, if we're a business owner or we work somewhere, you know, even if we're wanting to be a professional golfer like I wanted to be, we got to work on our skill. That's the aptitude, you know, the how-to, you know, the, the, the professionalism that says, hey, I have a great attitude and look at this. I do things with excellence. So if we work on our will and our skill every single day, then we're always improving. It's people who get lazy, they let their attitude slide a little bit, or just because they did it well at one time, they think that they can rest on that. That's not the way the world works. It's, you know, every day, everybody gets a little bit better out there. Your competition gets a little faster. So what you've got to do is sharpen your saw every single day. And that's what we mean by will, skill, and refill. Work on your attitude, work on your skill, and then do that again and again and again. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, let me ask you this. I know that uh, desire is a, a foundational place to start. I mean, you you can have a great attitude, uh, but if you don't really know what you want or you don't want something bad enough, that desire is not there. So let me ask you this. If someone is in a, in a rut, if they feel stuck and they don't feel like they're really all that excited about anything, how can you create a burning desire. How, how does that process work? 
you know, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. And, and uh, I actually, in leadership conferences and in, in corporate environments, I'll say, you know, there is something that's just, it's, it's probably uh, the worst thing that's going on in business today. It's probably, it, it's an epidemic, this, this thing that's going around. It's, it's contagious. It's everywhere. And what I'm talking about is all over American workplaces, we're just inundated with zombies. I mean, have you ever worked with somebody who was like the walking dead? Yeah, you know, basically going through the motions and, and really didn't care what they were just putting in their time and hoping to get paid. Yes, absolutely. That's right. Instead of seeing where they are as a springboard to where they want to be, they see it as a, a sentence to be served. You know, so they show up at the last possible minute. They leave as early as they can. When they go to a meeting, you know, they don't offer, they don't raise their hand. They don't offer solutions. They don't even talk about problems. They just, they're like, don't pick, don't pick me, don't pick me. And in fact, the Gallup poll did a huge study on it. And the word, I use zombie, they use the word engagement. And what they say is in the United States, 70% of the people out there are what's called disengaged. They don't care. See, zombie, yeah. and what I say is this. Zombies don't care because they don't dream. And so what yeah. really needs to happen is if we're going to get that desire back, we've got to dream a little bit. We've got to look out in the future and say, what do I want to be, do, or have? You know, do I want to be out of debt? Do I want to go to Tahiti? Do I want to, you know, get a new car? Do I want to provide a college fund for my kids? What is it that I really want? What's motivating me? What would inspire me? What desire do I have to achieve? And then I've got to step back for a second and say, wait a second here. You know, if I go to the work unmotivated, just trying to get by, is that going to take me closer to or further from my dream? Mm -hmm. Right? So if I'm just coasting... Obviously, I'm not getting any closer to my dream. I'm getting further away. But if I go to work, working for a, uh, a dream instead of a paycheck, then that changes everything. Right. So until I know what my dream is, until I know and understand what my desire is, it's hard to make a commitment. But this, exactly. is, what this is what I've noticed is that every dream takes time and money to accomplish. Yeah. Right? That's great. Yep. So so we the, have reality a, we have the reality is, even if I'm, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say we've got less than a minute to our, to our break. Go ahead. Yeah. So the reality is, is that, you know, the harder I work and whatever my job is, even if it's one I don't want, the faster I get my dream. Because when I have work hard with the right attitude, I get a promotion. I get noticed by people who can hire me away. All kinds of good things happen when I work for a dream instead of a paycheck. Right. That's fantastic. And we are coming up against our second break. My very special guest this week is Tom Ziegler, son of the legendary Zig Ziegler. We are talking about their book, Born to Win. And uh, check that book out. Get it, read it, absorb it. It is fantastic. We will come right back after the break. This success profile video. Please stay with us.
the mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Energy Saving Solutions' innovative Double Green Plan enables you to switch to energy-efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools, and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old-fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED costs $30 or more. And that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our Double Green Plan. Double Green allows you to convert to LEDs with no out-of-pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights, and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow, and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133 extension 7082 or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com Do you want to get a contact high? Tune in for fun, inspiration and motivation every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time Learn how to maximize your mojo and just say no to the status quo Get inspired and motivated by a fun-loving coach who knows what it's like to get through this thing called life. With your High on Life coach, Audra Irwin, each Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and 12 noon Eastern. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. All right, we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very first special guest this week is Tom Ziegler. We talked about plan to win in the, in the last segment. Now let's talk about preparing to win. And here's a real interesting question. The difference between planning to win and preparing to win, would you say that it's the difference between having the inner game and the outer game worked out? Yes, that's a great way to look at it. Uh, I, I use a football analogy just because that's what I grew up with. So planning to win is like you're the football coach and you're putting the game plan together. And, you know, you scout out the other team, you look at your own assets, you understand your strengths, your weaknesses, their strengths and weaknesses. That's the plan. And so you develop a game plan to go out and make it happen. Preparing is you go to practice, you run the plays, you, you know, you actually prepare, you, you, you do the preparation, you do the drills, you do the physical activity. It's not mental anymore. It's actually going out and doing it. So that's the preparation. Oh, that's wonderful. There is something in the book that I was really intrigued by, and it was just the idea that you can do more than you think. But a lot of people don't think they can do more. Why do you think people block their own potential? <laughs> well, there's a lot of reasons. Uh, one is they've never tried. Uh, another one is they've never had somebody who believed in them. And some people, they don't believe in themselves. And so you've got to have that combination of stretching yourself, believing in yourself, and sometimes having a mentor 
or somebody you trust who believes in you. And I'll give you a great example uh, that happened to me personally. Uh, there's a group of uh, wounded warrior veterans called Operation Give Back. And it's a group that I associate with and I help them raise some money. And, and we run a race every year, a Ragnar Relay, which is a 200-mile race. And we do it in a team format. And so on this team, we've got uh, amputees, wounded warriors, and then we've got other able-bodied, and we run. So I'm running, and I've got we're down running from Miami to Key West, and I've run about three miles, and I've got about another mile to go in my section. And I look up, and there's a corner, and nobody can see me at this corner, but I know when I come around the corner that my team's going to see me, and I'm really struggling. And so I'm thinking to myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to walk right here before I come around this corner because I need to be jogging when I come around the corner so everybody will see that I'm running, right? Because I've got a whole team up there. But I'm also hurting because it's like 90 degrees. It's humid. It's down in the Florida Keys. So just about the time I'm going to walk, I look up and our team leader, his name is Jose, he comes jogging around the corner. And Jose is a uh, command sergeant major. He's a chief master sergeant. So he comes around, and he starts jogging next to me. And he says, Ziggler, how you doing? And, of course, now, man, sergeant major's there, or command sergeant major's there. And I'm like, I'm doing good, sir. <laughs> right. So he jogs alongside of me. So we're running, and I'm huffing and puffing and sweating and dying and all the, all the stuff that's going on. But there's no way I'm letting this guy down. And we jogged together all the way to the finish line. And so I ran further than I could because somebody else believed in me. I had somebody else's expectations to live up to that were higher than my own. That's why, that's why in a personal development principle is we want to find an accountability partner or a mentor or somebody who we really love and respect who sets a high standard for us and then holds us accountable to that because we can do more than we think. Exactly, exactly. And I love how you say in your book how making good choices improves your circumstances, which in turn leads to better choices being available. So it cycles upon itself, doesn't it? Absolutely. Every positive decision that you make opens a whole bunch of other doors for more positive decisions. The same way is true. Every time you make a bad decision or a bad choice, the options don't get as good, right? We have less choices. And we can see that in life, you know. You can see it with people who struggle with alcohol or, or drugs or things like that. You know, you can make a decision today to not drink, to not do drugs. And that means that you will have the sobriety You'll and then tomorrow – You'll be fresher. You'll be more mentally clear. You'll be able to do the things that you want to do. And so it opens up those possibilities. If you start going down the wrong path, then you start making things that limit your options. So uh, there's a principle that I learned from Dad, and that is where hope is born. You see, hopeless people don't believe there's anything that they can do to change the circumstance, right? I have no hope. Why bother? And so dad would ask this question. He would say this. He would say, how many of you here in the room today 
could make a decision in the next week that would make things in your family life, your business life, or your personal life worse. And, of course, everybody raises their hand and laughs because, of course, we can make things worse, right? We can cut, right. The, tip of, we can cut the tip of our fingers off, right? That would make things worse. Yes. And then he flips the question. He says, okay, how many of you here today in the next week can make a decision to make your family life, your business life, or your personal life better? Can I see your hands? And everybody, 100% will raise their hands. Sure. And then what he'll say is this. He would say, whether you realize it or not, you have just decided in your own mind, you have chosen in your own mind that you have the ability to make things better or worse, and the choice is yours. Exactly. And that's an incredibly powerful thought to know that no matter where we are in our journey in life, that right now at this very second, we have the power to make things better or worse, and the choice is ours. Exactly. And, and what I sometimes hear from people who are struggling is they say, oh, if I only had this opportunity or that opportunity, let's talk about opportunity. Opportunity is everywhere. Some people are really good at seeing it, and others just can't seem to see it, even if it's right in front of their face. So how do we learn to recognize opportunities, Tom? <laughs> well, there's a couple of things. One is... Uh We've got to have a brain that focuses on gratitude. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and here's a little simple thing. You know, most people, the world is, is dangerous. The world is, is, it hurts. You know, bad things happen. I can be minding my own business and something bad happens. And so we get negative. What we've got to do is train ourselves to be positive. And a great way to do that is to work on our gratitude. So every morning when you get up, the first day you get up and you write down three things you're grateful for. Then the next day you get up and you review those three things you're grateful for and then you write three more things. And you do this every day for 30 days. At the end of 30 days, you'll have a list with 90 things that you're grateful for. But here's the best part. Your mind will be looking for things that you're grateful for all day long because you've trained it. There's, there's another thing about uh, opportunity. Rabbi Daniel Lappin, who was one of Dad's good friends and one of my friends, he says this. He says that opportunity seeks out the generous. Mm-hmm. Opportunity seeks out the generous. And here's what he means. Brian, if, if I had an opportunity and I brought it to you and I said, Brian, this is a great opportunity. And, you, and I said, can you help me with this? And you realized it was a great opportunity, but you couldn't do it, right? You weren't qualified to do it. It wasn't in your expertise. And I said, Brian, who do you know who could do it? Well, your first thought is you would think of somebody. You wouldn't think of a miserly, mean person, would you? No. You would probably seek out one of the busiest people you know because they find time for stuff like that. Right. You would find out somebody who was generous and well-qualified. Yes. Right? We find the nice people we trust. Right. So if you want opportunity to seek you out, then you need to go and give generously with your time. And I know in your work, helping other companies or or nonprofits raise money, you see it all the time. The more it seems like the more generous people are, the more opportunity just knocks on their door, doesn't it? Right. It's, It's like a strange thing. Well, it's 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 really the way God created it. The more generous we are, the more people are trying to find us to give us stuff to do because they know they can trust us. 
And if somebody's going to win in this world, it might as well be a generous person. Yeah. So, Let me ask you something a, a little bit unrelated. It is in the same section of the book about preparing to win. Sometimes people don't like to hear feedback. Okay, they, they, they view it as criticism or they're just not trained something that they can actually use. So how can we learn to feedback? And probably even more importantly, how do we weigh whether the feedback we're re receiving is valid or not? Right. Okay. So there's two questions there. How do we receive feedback? And then how do we know it's valid? Uh, first thing is, I, there's a guy that I love. His name is Michael Mayer, and he has an acronym called LIFE. Uh, and he has a stairway. Imagine a stairway going to the top, and it's one of those circular spiral staircases. Yes. And each step has a letter on it. The first one's L, the second one's I, the third one's F, and the fourth one's E. And then it repeats, L-I-F-E. And so what happens is, is we learn something new, Right. Right. And then we step up the stair, we implement it, that's I, right? And then the next one is F, and it stands for fail. Guess what? There's nothing that we do 100% perfect. And so when somebody gives us feedback that's, that says, hey, you could improve in this, we need to understand that, that failure is nothing more than new information. It's not who we are. It's just something that we did that wasn't 100% perfect. And guess what? None of us do anything 100% perfect. Right. And so we go to the F and we or the E and we examine it. Right? What did I do wrong? What could I do better next time? We ask ourselves these questions. And then we take the next step. We learn some new things. And we repeat the cycle. People who aren't climbing the stairway up to the top are stuck and they refuse to implement. So they never they never examine or they, they never understand that failure is nothing more than an event. It's not a person. It's just exactly. Right? And so That's the first right. thing we've got to understand is until we fail, we can't grow. Okay, and we are up against our final break. We are with Tom Ziegler, and we are talking about the book Born To, and we'll be right back for the final segment right after this. mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Objectives, business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, 
business and life coach, Carmen Carosa, can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion. Every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, you will realize dreams and aspirations you thought we're out of reach. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Tom Ziegler, who co-authored a book with his dad, Zig Ziegler, called Born to Win. While I'm thinking about this, Tom, where can we find and pick up the book? Uh, well, the easiest, best place is you can you can go to Ziegler.com, Z-I-G-L-A-R.com. Uh, we've got the book there, uh, and it's, you know, through Ziegler is obviously great. You can also find it at other places like Amazon and Barnes & Noble and those kind of places, but... I'm partial to Ziggler.com. Sure, absolutely. It's a great site. And you have uh, a free newsletter and you have assessments and, and different ways to help people who want to further their education with you, correct? Absolutely. So when you come to our page, uh, we offer a few gifts if you want to get our newsletter. Uh, one of Dad's greatest recordings called Biscuits, Fleas, and Pump Handles. You get an audio download of that, our newsletter that comes out weekly. Uh, so just just stop by and see what we have. We'd love to have you. And if you're on our list, we do free webcasts all the time. So uh, you'll be able to, to take advantage of those as well. That's wonderful. So we talked earlier in the show about planning to win and then preparing to win. And the final element is expecting to win. Now, it's not just about positive thinking, but you have to actually earn the right to win. So how do we really do that, Tom? <laughs> You know, it's amazing to me that people who've put in the work and they go out and then, for whatever reason, they don't expect to win. And it's like that limits their ability to be the winner they were born to be. And sometimes it has to do, they, they worry about the results. They, you know, they don't get focused on all the good things will happen. Instead, they focus on, well, what would happen if it goes wrong? Kind of like your intro today, you know, you were... You were talking about, oh, I don't, you know, I, I need to call that guy, but I, I'm going to wait. You know, what will happen if he doesn't like it? And to your amazement, boom, you made the call, and they were excited you called, and you were able to help them. Right. And so you've got to get your mindset in a position of, hey, I'm going to expect to win. I've built my life on character. I've, I've put in the hard work, the persistent consistency. I've done the planning and the preparation now I'm ready to go. In the book, the example we give is if you go bowling, you do everything right. You hold the ball in the right place. You line up. You, you go down the alley and you release it. And once you release, it's done. There's nothing you can do now. It's The results are going to come. And that's fine. That's what we should do is we give it 100% of our effort, our planning and preparation, and then we should expect to win. We should expect to get a strike. And if we don't, we get the next ball. 
Right. Did you have a chance to try again? <laughs> What's that? It's not the only ball you're going to throw in the whole game. <laughs> Absolutely. You get Absolutely. lots of chances in bowling. If you don't like your score, you can play another whole entire game. That's yep. really great. So let me ask you this. You talk in this section about the role of cultivating an attitude of encouragement and hope. Certainly these are critical factors in expecting to win. This really goes back to, you know, getting other people what they want first, right? Yep, and we but we also have to be intentional in that. So it's, it's good for us to have um, friends, family members, accountability partners, people we love and trust who are encouraging, who lift us up, who give us hope. If we have a goal or a dream that we want to accomplish, then we need to share that with people who really, truly want us to, to see us accomplish that. And so, you know, Dad talked a lot about Automobile University. We've got to, you know, this goes back to the will and the skill and the refill. We've got yeah. to, we've got to put the good, the clean, the pure, the powerful into our mind every single day. So we read the right stuff. We listen to the right things, but we also take time to cultivate friendships who we can just call on the phone and encourage them, and they'll do the same for us. That's great. I, I love that. So you talked a little bit ago about not worrying about the results. This is a very results-oriented society, so that might seem really counterintuitive to a lot of people listening. But when you have a, a plan in place and you execute it, that really should be the thing you focus on, right? Focusing on the activities that you get you where you want to go and the results will show themselves? Absolutely. And, and this is, uh, you know, this is a little bit um, kind of advanced here. Um, I, did a, I did a study on dad and I was trying to figure out uh, from God's perspective, what character quality did he have that was the most important to God, right? You know, because in our life, we're all trying to do the best we can. We want to be honest. You know, we want to love. We want to do that stuff. But from God's perspective, what is the most important quality? And a lot of people, when you ask them, they'll say, oh, you know, uh, obedience or humility or love. And those are all real important. But I hit on this word, and the word was brokenness. Brokenness. yeah, and so I started thinking brokenness, and then I realized that's exactly the attitude, the quality that Dad exhibited. And so when you dig into brokenness, it's it's very, very close to humility. And so here's what a broken person uh, is like. A broken person, uh, they understand that there's nothing of eternal significance that they can do without God. In other words... If they're going to be eternally significant, God's got to be involved. And they only, have two, they only have to have two responsibilities. The first responsibility is to have that vibrant relationship with God. The second is to share his truth and love. And so this was Dad's secret. He would walk out on stage, and his only goal was to share God's truth and love. That's it. What people did with it was totally up to them. He did not take any responsibility for how they received the truth and love. Yeah. And so because of that, he wasn't trying to make the front row of the audience happy. He wasn't trying to 
please the person who paid him the paycheck. He was trying to please God. And so he could go out there totally free to be himself. And so the responsibility he then had, because he was living up to God's standard, is he had to plan and prepare better than anybody in the world. Yeah. Right? And so that gives you... That gives you freedom because, you know, life, a lot of people think it's a popularity contest. We worry all the time about what people are going to think of us. Will they like me? You know, will they want me to come back? But true freedom is when that's not your number one priority. Your number one priority is to share with people truth and love. And and sometimes, unfortunately, people share the truth, but it's not in love. And there's nothing worse than that, in my opinion, because... You're sharing something that somebody needs to hear, but they know you're doing it as a sword instead of as a comfort. Oh, my gosh. You are so right. I I have had people in my life who have done that. You know, they tell me what they think I need to hear, but there's not a spirit of humility about it. It's almost a spirit of, I'm saying this because I want you to feel hurt by what you've done. It's like, oh, that's not a real godly way of going about things. And it's interesting that you brought up the whole concept of worrying because when when your dad was up on stage and just basically blessing others with the love of God and what other people do with it, that's very liberating. And not worrying about things is also very liberating because when you worry about stuff, doesn't it just make things a lot worse? Absolutely. Uh, Dad said that worry is interest due on a debt that'll never come to pass. You Ooh, know, it's, say that it's, again. Uh, let's see. Worry is is interest paid in advance on a debt that will never come due. Yeah, so there's no finality to it. It's just something that perpetuates itself. Right. There is no point to worrying. I mean, you know, we have two things. We have in our life, we have facts and we have problems. So when I ran that race with those wounded warriors, some of them are amputees. The fact is they lost their leg. They can't worry about that anymore. Facts you accept. Right. Problems are something you can do about. So the problem is it takes 30 minutes longer to get ready in the morning. Well, you don't worry about problems either. You just plan for them. You get up 30 minutes earlier. Is it fair? Is it right? You know, is it is it a horrible thing that happened? Yeah, but worrying doesn't change any of that. No, so what it's you, done. Yeah. You, just, you accept facts and you put a plan in place to overcome the problems. Worry has no peace, no part of it. That's right. So we are coming to the end of the show. I cannot believe how quickly this hour is gone. We've got less than three minutes left, Tom. So I'm going to ask you the question that I ask everyone at the end of the show. And I think we all know what the answer to this question is going to be, but I will ask you anyway. Who inspires and motivates you? (laughs) Well, of course, my father, Zig Ziglar, uh, you know, has motivated and inspired me. I have a 19, soon-to-be 20-year-old daughter who's a sophomore in college. Uh, She keeps me going. And then uh, the people that I listen to and read almost or every day, actually, are uh, Dave Ramsey and Seth Godin. Uh, Those two guys have really had an impact in my life, and they're very different in what they teach and what they do. They have similar values, but they come from different ends. And, you know, between Dad and Dave and Seth, you know, I get get a daily dose of of everything. That's great. So tell us one more time. How can we find the book? How can we connect with you and be a part of your community, Tom? You bet. Uh, 
obviously you can find the book at Ziggler.com, which is our website. Uh, we have all of our products and services there, our CDs and many, many different books besides Born to Win. We do online webcasts, and we have events on a regular basis, so you can get all that information there. Another great place to check out is the Zig Ziglar fan page on Facebook. Uh, oh, yeah. We've got we've got over two million uh, likes there. We're growing by about six thousand likes a day. That's we put incredible. out we put out about five or six quotes and ideas and concepts every single day, and we get literally hundreds of thousands of people uh, looking at it, and you know hundreds of comments on every single one of them. So. If you need a little checkup from the neck up to get rid of the hardening of the attitudes, that's the place to go is uh, our Facebook community, the Zig Ziglar fan page. That's wonderful. And, Tom, thank you so much for being on the show. I would love to have you back again someday soon. You bet. Thanks, Brian. You're welcome. And this has been Success Profiles Radio. You can join us every single Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern right here on Cognet. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, this was a really, really great show. It was my 110th show. I can't believe how absolutely blessed I am to get to talk to the most successful people in the world every single week and sit at their feet and learn from them. If you want to connect with me, I also have a Facebook fan page. Just look for Success Profiles Radio. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Brian K. Wright. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. And my picture, my profile picture on all those pages is exactly the same. There's consistency in my brand. Come back next week. Have yourselves a fantastic week, and we'll be right back next week on Success Profiles Radio. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network.